All right, so there's obviously a lot of different stuff that I could talk about on this uh, podcast or in my blog or really just anywhere. But today we're going to focus on how, despite being called entitled, younger gig workers or freelancers often have it pretty rough. So this is, we're, we're going to start off with what I had written on my blog called Status Quo Defenders, and then I'm going to offer some additional thoughts that, you know, probably weren't there exactly, you know, written down before. So here's what I originally said. I said, it's possible that the perception of entitlement among younger generations can be influenced by the differences in economic and societal conditions between the past and the present. In previous generations, it was more common for workers to secure jobs that provided a living wage, sometimes even without union coverage, without explicitly negotiating or discussing salary up front. There was often a higher level of job security and stability, and companies were more likely to offer comprehensive benefits packages. However, it's essential to consider that the economic landscape and the nature of work have evolved over time. And I indeed use the word evolve loosely because in recent years, there has been an increase in income inequality, the rising cost of living, and a shift towards contract or gig-based employment that uh, frankly lacks some of the prospects that a lot of old school jobs would offer. So that's basically what I wrote there. I added a few parts toward the end, but uh, here's here's what I'm going to go on to say. So, you know, as, as I go on to discuss this stuff, I'm sure I'll be accused of painting too gloomy a picture. But you know what? Just permit, permit me to do that a little bit. You know, th- things can be a little bit gloomy. You know, maybe not for everybody, especially not equally, but I would say that some people actually have it pretty rough. You know, millennials, or I guess they call some people Gen Z, or is there a Gen Y? I, I don't know. They, they make up all, ever since Generation X happened, like that, that was such a dumb label to begin with because it sounded like, it sounded like the, the X Men or something. <laughs> but, you know, they, they really like to come up with labels for these generations and, uh, I don't know. I guess millennial would actually be accurate for the simple reason that we were born toward the end of the millennium, but I really don't know what Gen Z means. It's it's weird. But anyway, I will say not everyone necessarily has had it bad either, but let's be real and admit that some people do. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to look a little bit at that scenario and maybe this actually describes you. Um, you know, it's it's possible. So as more and more employees are expected to relocate from one city to another for work, or and by employees I might I might mean freelancers and gig workers, they're also expected to remain flexible and for better or worse, remote work is on the increase. On the increase. <laughs> I said that kind of weird there, but anyway, for purposes of full disclosure. I actually do some remote work myself using my little 
Chromebook here. Um, so I'll just say that there are actually some good things about it. You know, I, I can actually attest to that. So this is a meaning to just empty-mindedly trash talk, you know, freelance work or, or gig work or, uh, you know, uh, well, well, basically I'm an, I'm an entertainment writer um, at times. But, you know, there are, there are some negative aspects to it too, just like there is with any other type of job or any other type of work. And really what, one of the negative things about it, you know, is uh, that it, it often isn't really a job exactly. There's a whole different mentality to freelance work that makes it seem a little bit inherently unstable. Um, but, you know, one of the positive aspects is that you typically don't have to deal with people face to face. You know, you don't have to like be around your coworkers physically or, you know, even physically face your boss or customers or whatever. It's, 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 it's a potential perk um, for some people, especially if you're not really that much of a people person to begin with. Uh, of course, there are bad things about it. Often, if not typically, it does not pay all that much. It's not to say you can have success with it. Obviously, some people do. But, you know, unless you're lucky or highly skilled and you know the right people, you're probably not going to take off like a rocket ship uh, doing freelance work or gig work. And uh, anyway, Forbes reports that remote opportunities leapt from under 4% of all high-paying jobs before the pandemic to about 9% at the end of 2020 and to more than 15% today. And they quote Ladder CEO Mark Sanadella as saying, this change in working arrangements is impossible to overhype. As big as it is, it's even bigger than people think. So admittedly, I don't really know who that guy is or what Ladders does, but I'll take him at his word. You know, it, it does sound significant to me. And some companies are also starting to ask for employees to be able to be remote contracted, which, you know, they're, they're often tenuous agreements that are way more in the business the business's favor than for the freelancer or the gig worker or whatever term you want to use. And they're really big on clarifying that freelance workers are not true employees for legal and cost reasons for the company. They also want to, you know, make sure that certain people are not unionized. You know, they don't want, uh, you know, for the same traditional reasons as the businesses of old, they just don't want to give away as much money as they, uh, probably could. Well, in most cases, they actually could be giving more benefits to, you know, their employees. Or again, technically, they're not employees. See, that's, that's the little, little loophole there kind of thingy. You know, they, uh, they dangle it in front of people like it's a perk, but it's, it's definitely not, you know, that big of a perk when, when it comes to like, uh, assuring adequate, benefits, you know, financial gain and all that kind of stuff. Again, I'm not saying that it can't happen for people. You know, you can be a runaway freight train of success, you know, as a uh, freelancer, but it's certainly not guaranteed. 
So already those who are upset about millennials feeling entitled to more money, I, I have to ask you people, at, at what point do you finally admit, okay, maybe these people can have it a little bit rough, you know, and that's putting them modestly. I mean, some people are ob obviously going to be struggling more than others. So this is, you know, and, it, and it's an economy increasingly built on side gigs. Millennials and even younger generations also face unique challenges when it comes to financial planning and budgeting. There's a general sense that they are screwed and that a lot of things are only going to get worse. Again, at least among some people, not everybody is, you know, feeling that exact same way. But, you know, there, there's a sense that there could be some trouble ahead. So here's what I mean. According to a 2023 piece from Yahoo Finance titled Millennials Face Challenging Financial Issues, here's what the experts have to say to them. Roughly one-fourth of millennials believe they'll be forever renters, and less than half of millennials believe they're on track to hit their retirement savings goals. So again, that's from Yahoo Finance. And speaking personally, I unfortunately have to take it a step further and ask, what retirement savings goals? You know, like, well, what even are those? They almost seem mythic. Um, so aside from the student debt crisis that has plagued the generation since graduation, many are currently facing the transition from college to adequate full-time employment, and uh, they're awkwardly facing that challenge because, for one thing, you know, it's, it's hard to find adequately paying full-time employment. I know that when I was working 40 hours a week, I wasn't exactly making off like a bandit. In fact, one of the disturbing aspects of that was, frankly, that I wasn't doing that much better than when I was working like 15, 20 hours a week. And, you know, obviously 40 hours a week should be way more than that, you know, but it didn't really feel that much better, you know, like in terms of the money that I was making at the time. So basically we have a generation accustomed to living large, so to speak, on a college budget. And they're left with a significant hole in their wallets. And many young adults are unable to begin building a savings account until their paychecks are supplemented with additional wages. And that's why so many people are doing these side gigs and little freelance thingies. And, you know, they're, they're just trying to scrape by. So I'm sure there is a significant percentage of young Americans who think they'll outlive their retirement savings and who fear that they'll depend on their family for financial support, possibly until that well runs dry which is certainly possible, especially if there's some sort of economic downturn or, you know, once the parents die off and the grandparents die off. And what do you know? Your, your aunts and uncles are no longer in the picture either. Or maybe some of them are going to be going broke or something like that, you know. Maybe you will not have any kind of connections with any well-off family members at a certain point. That's, that's how the... Uh, wealth divide is getting in this country. Well, it's it's always been that way for some people. But, you know, f for more people, I think it's getting more blatantly noticeable. 
So think about all this before you whine about millennials and younger generations who are feeling too entitled about stuff, you know? I would say um, they should feel a little bit more entitled, actually, because uh, to some degree they're being ripped off, you know? If you're being ripped off and lied to and propagandized against, you know, th there's there's some bad going on at that point. So um, basically that's all I have to say about this for now. Um, hopefully I made some cogent points here and there. I don't see what I said that was wrong, but you, you know the world we live in. You you say any you say anything, and some someone out there is going to treat it like it's the dumbest thing that's ever been said. You know, even if it was even if it was perfectly fair and down to earth and all that kind of stuff. You know, so um, anyway, I, I hope this uh, episode finds you well, and go ahead and stick around for additional talking points like these and of course i've got some uh more entertaining things to talk about too like movies and tv shows on this little podcast so go ahead and tune into those as well um i, kn I know that tomorrow i'm planning to upload a, a little conversation that i just had with my brother about the movie Swiss Family Robinson from 1960. And uh, that was fun. So, you know, it's it's not always going to be about this doom and gloom stuff. Although, you know, for, for me, that's just reality. You know, I, I like to dabble in reality. And then, uh, you know, also have some entertainment related things. So, all right. Well, have a nice day.